Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey friends, this is Matthias Roberts and you're listening to Queerology, a podcast on belief and being. This is episode 16. I can be both. I can be both transgender and, I, and Christian. I can be LGBT and Christian and people don't like that. Megan Hamlin is a trans woman, an activist, a blogger, and a Christian. Uh, She's working to show the church that the LGBT community is loved by God, and she tries to stay open to dialogue in the hopes that she can change people's hearts. Uh, Megan is motivated by the fact that we all belong in the church, and that shows up in her work often. Uh, I first came across Megan on Twitter uh, a couple years ago, I think, and and started reading her blog, and I have always been impressed with her ability to continue to engage with people who disagree with her, who don't think that we all belong in the church. Megan and I get into a little bit of a conversation about cyberbullying, because that's something that she puts up with a lot on Twitter. And something that impresses me about Megan is the way that she still continues to engage with these people who... Are, are quite honestly, like, they're people that I wouldn't engage with. <laughs> they're people that I would just close off to and say, we're not having this conversation. And Megan has a way of engaging with these people that is kind, but firm. And it, 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 it's just, it's, it's impressive. It's impressive. Go follow her on Twitter. It's at Storms May Come. Uh, on a related note, and, and this wasn't intentional, but this month, uh, Faithfully LGBT launched a campaign called Tithe Trans, and they're encouraging all Christians to give their tithes to the Jim Collins Foundation this month to help fund gender-affirming surgeries. Uh, so for more information about that, uh, I would really encourage, I'm doing this, I'm, I'm pledging my tithes to this this month. Uh, I would really encourage you to go to faithfullylgbt.com and find out more about this. I think this is a really good way for those of us who are Christians and have noticed the harm that people who share our faith have done to the trans community to make some reparations for that. So if you're LGBT or if you're an ally, like seriously consider pledging your ties to this. Uh, it's a pretty incredible movement. FaithfullyLGBT.com. Uh, let's go ahead and dive in. Megan, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Uh, so to start, uh, how do you identify? And then how would you say that your faith has helped form that identity? Well, um, I'm a trans woman. And um, right now, I'm not exactly sure about anything other than that. I yeah. just know that I'm, I'm, a, I'm a trans woman. And as far as my faith, I would have to say that for a while, I wasn't actually sure how that has helped me mm. um, because I, I had a lot of questions and a lot of um, just uncertainties about everything. But I feel yeah. that my faith has actually made me now stronger and more sure of who I am mm. and more able to, to accept myself. Mm-hmm. Because I know that I'm accepted by the Father. So. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I love that transition of like going from I don't know if my faith has helped me at all because <laughs> I think that's the right? place like 
so many of us have been into that more confident like it it makes me a stronger person it's right yeah what what has that journey been like for you like what has your story kind of been and and that the shifting that has happened in there well i grew up in a very very strict conservative home Mm -hmm. and i was taught from a very young age that the lgbt community was disgusting and an abomination and so even though i knew I guess when I knew began to know the distinction between boys and girls, mm-hmm. I, I realized that there was something different about me. Although, of course, at, I don't know, five or six years old, I didn't know what that was. Right. But I knew there was something different. And But I was terrified because I, I didn't want to say anything. I didn't want to talk about it because the way that my family spoke about it and the way the church spoke about it, as I got older, I realized this was a this was not a good thing. Right. I mean, they were, you know, this was a terrible thing. So I did everything that I could to um, kind of mask that and and to to be that manly man mm-hmm. <laughs> that I was expected to be, which you know didn't work very well. But right. I tried very hard. So I immersed myself in the church. You know, I I, I, I at a very young age I realized uh, that my faith was very important to me and that. I did not want to be disgusting or an abomination, and I did not want to disappoint God because I loved him so much, you know, and I, I believed that, and all that was true, you know, his dying for me and, and salvation, and I knew that was true. Mm-hmm. And so if that was true, then I must be, I must be this way. I must be an abomination. So mm-hmm. I hit it very, very, very hard and um, jumped into, you know, youth ministry and worship teams and all kinds of stuff, you know, as many things as I could to be involved in the church to try to um, show that I'm super spiritual and there's nothing wrong with me and I'm so fine. And then, and as I got older, it, it didn't go away, of course, you know, it was still there, but I, I did whatever I could to, to mask that. And, you know, I, I, I got married um, when I was 20, uh, which was kind of, young, I suppose, but mm. I, I did, I loved her and, and we, uh, we had a great, a great life together and it didn't go away, but I figured that was the way that things were supposed to go. Yeah. I loved her and, and I'm not going to pursue this, you know, being trans. I knew it, you know, about that time that, oh yeah, that's what that is, but mm. I'm not going to do anything with that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I, again, I don't want to disappoint God. Right. And so, um, about, 2014, November of 2014, um, the depression, I guess I should back up just a little bit there. Mm -hmm. Me evading and hiding and burying all those feelings didn't make it go away. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I I was depressed and angry and and bitter because I didn't know why um, I felt like this. You know, I remember waking up and looking at myself in the mirror when I was a kid and being like, why am I so, why am I like this? Isn't that right? I would cry myself to sleep. You know, I'd pray to God, you know, please take this from me. Or if you're not going to take this from me, please change me. Please mm-hmm. make me, you know, I remember as a kid, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that was just my prayer. Just please make me different. And uh, it didn't go away. And that, that just built and built and built until about um yeah november of 2014 the depression was so bad mm. i was in such a dark place i um i actually i almost took my life mm. and I, I was i was so close like moments mm. away and or yeah. at least and, yeah. and so i decided you know this is this is pretty serious okay if i can't make these two things one then i either need to live as myself mm. as my true self or i need to 
just not be here anymore. Mm. And and I made the decision that, you know what, there has to be more than this. There has to be a reason. So I started my research and, and, and I chose at that point to be myself and to not lie anymore and to, and to be my true self. And so I was like, there, there has to be a way, or there has to be a reason for all of this. Yeah. And so that's when I started all of my research and, and, and delving into the Bible and, and figuring out what God really said about who I was. Yeah. And, and, and that's when I realized, you know, I kind of, I, I kind of feel a little betrayed by the church, uh, at least mm. where, when I was growing up, because to, quite honestly, Jesus isn't the jerk they portrayed him to be. <laughs> yeah. You know, Jesus loves us all. And um, in fact, one of my um, favorite verses is from um, Ephesians 1, 3 through 6. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's, it's one of my favorite passages of scripture. Um, it says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. For he chose us in him before the creation of the world Mm. to be holy and blameless in his sight. Mm. In love, he predestined us for adoption into becoming a child of his through Jesus Christ in accordance with his pleasure and will to the praise of his glorious grace, which he has freely given us in the one he loves. See, this passage here says he he chose us to be holy and blameless in his sight. Mm. Before the creation of the world, he knew that I was going to be transgender because he designed me that way Mm. and calls me uh, me, holy and blameless through his son, Jesus Christ. Mm. And so I, I, I suppose that, and understanding that I'm not disgusting and I'm not an abomination and that I am who I am supposed to be has helped me um, meld it all together. I suppose that was rather long-winded, but <laughs> there's my story. Yeah, I, I love that. Like, I, I'm thinking about, I'm thinking about the way like that you turn to scripture as you decided to become or to transition into living as your, your true self. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for some of us, like I know for me, like that, that was a movement in, in figuring out that I was gay. I, you know, immediately turned to scripture as well. And, and for me, that was a hard thing to do because I had, I had been trained to read scripture in a very specific and certain right. way there were like years of baggage I had to work through in order to be able to turn to the text and read it in a way that was liberating. Exactly. Um, and, and in doing that, I think like I, I often now get accused of reading the text through a bias or through a certain lens. Um, and, and I think as queer people, that's something that often gets thrown at us. Right. When someone, when someone, kind of accuses you of of quote unquote twisting scripture um how how do you respond to that like what what grounds you in the in the text and in in kind of this more liberative reading if that makes sense yeah um so what i have decided is that god's word is god's word Mm. and it is written in a way that we are able to read it and understand it and so these verses are not, I can't take this out of context. I couldn't take that verse out of Ephesians. Mm. I mean, out of context, because it says what it says. Mm. And so those people that 
that accuse me and accuse us of being selective or taking it out of context have to realize that we're not necessarily basing it on a certain doctrine or theology. Mm-hmm. We're going through the Bible and learning it for ourselves. So, yeah, I'm not a Bible scholar. I'll be mm-hmm. the first person to admit that. Right. But I have spent a lot of time studying the Bible because I wanted to make it make sense and make and, and I wanted to understand what it really says. Mm-hmm. And I've got I got to admit I, I feel like some of the people that I grew up under spiritually have done the very thing that they're accusing me of doing mm-hmm. because. I know pastors now that will use the same verses that they're using it, but they're using it to uplift and not tear down. Right. And, and, and so I think it's all a matter of understanding mm-hmm. that God's word isn't meant, it's meant to be read as his divine word. Mm-hmm. And his verses here that are given to us, I, I, I guess I just hold to the belief that you cannot, you cannot pull it out of context. I'm reading what's re- what's there and it applies. And just because you don't like it doesn't mean it is, it's not true. Yeah. It sounds like you're, you're claiming back the ability to read scripture yourself. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And that like, I mean, I've had people off tell me like, I, I can't read scripture in this specific way or I can't, or like I'm blinded or wh- whatever. Um, and it sounds like you're just saying like, no, like, <laughs> where is it written that you have to read it a certain way? Right. Yeah. Where is the Where is the blueprint that says you have to read this verse and then this verse and then this verse? Mm-hmm. It doesn't work like that. Right. Right. You do a lot of blogging. Yes, um, I do. And you do, you do a lot of, I would say like outreach and, and, uh, work like on Twitter, um, kind mm-hmm. of advocating for yourself, for the trans community, for the LGBT community. Um, it, it, and, and I was kind of looking through your blog a little bit earlier today and saw the post that you had posted about like cyberbullying, mm-hmm. uh, and, and following you on Twitter and seeing like you get so much pushback on a really consistent basis some of which is just horrible and and i think like i i know i i get a little bit of pushback and i know other people who listen to this podcast that's kind of that's an experience that we often have um mm-hmm. how have you learned like how have you learned to navigate kind of that like the cyberbullying that's out there and and how do you take care of yourself in that. Well, I suppose first, I'm not going to be the perfect person. I'm not always the perfect person. I'm not going to say that it never gets to me yeah. um, because sometimes they are um, very cruel and they use um, very specific things that they've discovered that hurt me. But you know what? What I have decided is to try to approach every situation as as God would. And I'm not saying that I'm God by any stretch of the imagination. Right. But I mean, I'm using his example, you know, and, and to love to love one another. And my whole goal is that my whole the whole reason why I'm doing what I'm doing is because I'm trying to show that I can be both. I can be both transgender and, and Christian. I can be LGBT and Christian. And people don't like that mm-hmm. um, because they're, you know, raised or, or taught to believe a certain thing that like I, like I was. Now, so what I have decided is that not everyone is going to agree with me, and, and that's okay. It hurts. It's not. It's not pleasant to be called some of the things that I'm called, or, or said some of the things that, that that are said to us. But you know, at the end of the day, I know who I am in Christ. I know I, who I am as a person, 
And I have a great community and a great group of friends that are always there and that always have my back. Mm -hmm. And I can only sh sh I can only speak the truth. And if they choose to accept it or not, that's great. Mm -hmm. But I'm not letting myself. I'm not going to let myself be defined by their view of me because mm -hmm. I have a view of myself through God mm -hmm. and not through them. So. Um, yes, it hurts. And, and so I take a step back. Sometimes I'll take a day or two off of social media and just kind of um, spend time with my loved ones and mm -hmm. um, self-care and, you know, read the Bible and, and pray and, and, and go to church and, and those things because, you know, I'm, I'm a worshiper. I love to worship. And mm -hmm. um, so I just get back to where I am and I, and I realize that, you know what, it doesn't matter what they have to say because I already know. The truth. I already, I already have, I've found it already. So it's fine. It's okay. Yeah. They can be that. Yeah, I, I think like I, I'm just finding that that's so beautiful. How how grounded it seems like you are in the truth of your reality of like this is who I am. This is who God made me to be. Was it a journey to get to that place of like being? fully grounded in who you are or has that always kind of been something that you've just kind of known well um it has been a journey it has been a process um I, my faith has always been there but mm -hmm. my struggle to make the two together combined uh you know to learn that they're not uh mutually exclusive you know they're the same thing um, it, it was a process, you know, and, and I had a, a, I had a rough couple of years, to be honest with you, mm -hmm. to, before I came to this point, you know, uh, my marriage ended, I had to move away um, from my, my family in Texas, I had to move away for a job. Um, and, and so it felt like for a while I was in this, I was in this dark place. But even before that, I still knew who I was. Mm. But I think I've just come to this place and of knowing that Everything has happened to me for a reason mm. to bring me to where I am now. Mm -hmm. And if I have gone through this, there's a reason for it. And, I, and I'm using it to help other people because, honestly, other people have helped me get to where I am. And so it is only right that I turn around and, and try to do the same for someone else. Mm -hmm. And so, um, no, it, 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 I haven't always been this self-assured or, or aware of, of God's love for me, but you know, um, he has made that very evident in the past yeah. couple of months and years. And, and it's been a wonderful thing. Cause I would imagine like you'd mentioned that you were really depressed for a while. And, and I, I would imagine like, what has it been like? So the depression, you've, you made this big decision to live as who you are and to publicly live that out. Mm -hmm. Um, how do you feel now? Like, what has that shift been like? Oh my gosh, it's so liberating. Mm. Uh, you know, the depression was born of not being able to be who I am, mm -hmm. and to be and and lying and 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 feeling as though you're just just wrong and disgusting, and there's something wrong with you. Mm -hmm. You know, cause when you get said when you get that said to you so many times, you start to believe it, right? Mm -hmm. So. Um, being able to turn that down and, and to live for myself and to become who I was born to be has been liberating. It's been wonderful. Oh my gosh, my life has turned all the way around. Yes, there has been some sad parts and, and some um, not as uh, 
pleasant things go on. But you know, overall, it's just been amazing. This is an amazing um, process and wonderful to be here. Yeah. It makes me think of a passage of scripture where Jesus talks about, like, I've come so that you may have life and have life abundantly. Mm -hmm. Like, it, and it sounds like you've stepped into an abundant life that wasn't there before. I, I, I believe that's true. I really do. And, and that, I mean, that to me seems like such just overt evidence of like that this is God ordained. Um, and that, I, I mean, I think so often like there's this huge debate around like transgender people and, and, and LGBT people in general, but especially I see it around transgender people because that's like, people don't understand like i feel like the l and the g the lesbians and the gays like we've kind of like made huge progress over the last few years but transgender people haven't um or there's been little bits but not nearly as much there's so much misunderstanding um for for someone who's listening who knows that they're trans but is just beginning to maybe take those steps to live fully Mm -hmm. to come out what advice do you have as someone who's made that journey? There is nothing as wonderful no. as living authentically. You were made with a purpose mm-hmm. and you are loved. And be- getting to that place where you understand that and see that really changes your entire perspective. So I'm not saying that it's easy and that it's going to all be sunshine and, and rainbows and, and it's going to be the... There are going to be hard parts, but, you know, understanding who you are and and getting to be authentic and and, and letting other people see who you really are really does change everything. And so it is so, so worth it to to come out and and to to live free of that, because, no, you are not you're not a burden on society. You are not disgusting. You're not um, broken. You're not a broken thing. You are you are fearfully and wonderfully made. Amen. Yeah, the, you're not a burden on society like that. I mean, of course, that, this is making me think of the military ban that President Trump is mm-hmm. is advocating for and signing into order. And like the message that that sends to trans people is heartbreaking. Um, yes. How are you doing with that? And, and, and what, like, how is that impacting you as a trans person? Well, when I woke up and saw what was going on with those three very now famous tweets from our president, um, I have to say first, I was shocked and a little like confused because I didn't really understand where he was coming from with that. Um, I mean, he spent more vacations this year than the, than the military's budget was for trans people. So it was kind of, it was insane to me, first of all. And then the realization that we were literally labeled and um, identified as this huge financial burden and um, basically just so not wanted. And, you know, it took me a little bit of time to, 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 to wrap my mind around that and to understand that, you know what? Seeing all of our, our allies and our friends and, and you know, other, other um, political leaders and 
um, celebrities and all these people standing up and stepping out on our behalf mm -hmm. has been very wonderful. Um, it, it really does help a little bit. Yeah, it, it, it is, it is, um, it's, I guess I view it as another, just another hurdle that we have to, to overcome. You know, we can do this. We've got this. We can handle it. It sucks, but, you know, um, we're strong enough. We can handle this. And, it, and it's just, they'll see one day that this is, this is wrong, just like events in the past. I, you mentioned all of the people that the allies, the people who have stood up, um, and I think I mean, for me personally, like the word ally is a little bit of a complicated word because I don't I, I have a hard time claiming that for myself because um, I think that's a label that should be given as opposed to taken, if that makes sense. Um, but well, for sure. those of us who sure. who aren't trans uh but who want to come alongside mm -hmm. and use our privilege uh and and our um positions in society uh in ways that are helpful like and encouraging and mm -hmm. and who act and actually help instead of cause harm um what are some ways that you you feel supported when people when people do do that well i think the most wonderful thing and it's so simple to be honest it's just when people mm. don't stay silent standing up and speaking out against things like this ban or or other like the bathroom bills and things like that when you don't stay silent and you use your platform and your um your following is is if i can say that um as a way to say look we see this happening and we don't agree with it, and we're going to stand up and stand with our transgender brothers and sisters, and we're with you on this. This is not right. We're going to we're going to take action. And the other thing that I I feel so blessed by is the amount of people that have been calling and contacting their representatives and um, their local government, especially not necessarily for the ban itself, but for other things like in Texas right. the, the the bathroom bill that was just um, pushed down there and. Um, you know, I, I reside in North Carolina now, and all of the people here that stood up and stood against this and eventually made it mm -hmm. such a problem for the, the local government here, um, it's just been a really wonderful thing. So it's not really something, you don't have to do something drastic. It's just showing that your, your friends who are transgender, that you are with them and you're not okay with what's going on, is sometimes such a big thing yeah i would imagine this like it's so encouraging to see people even speaking up and doing those quote unquote little things yeah and those little things add up like yes, they do they they result in big change at times and um i'd read um on your blog at your most recent post is uh is are we i think it, i think it was titled like are we in danger of becoming like the biblical pharisees Yes, um, and that was that was really curious to me. I and I, I'm wondering, like, if you'd be willing to maybe dive into some of that theology in the post, maybe maybe explain a little bit what the post was, uh, and then like your motivations for writing it, uh, and and because you're doing such interesting work on your blog, uh, and I really enjoy reading it because you really Thank dive you. into scripture like in ways that I that I don't see often. Well, I guess basically, I think. 
this particular post came out of my, I guess, sense of betrayal, maybe, from the church itself and some of the um, Christian people that, that are in my lives that have, um, in a sense, placed themselves out of my life, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I'm not angry or, or anything like that. I'm, I'm, I'm just I'm disappointed because when I know or what I know of Jesus Christ and, and, and what his ministry was, it, it's not what the, the church now is portraying. You know, the church isn't made for um, other Christians, although we are called to fellowship one another. Our greatest, our greatest calling, I suppose, is the Great Commission, you know, is to go out and, and to reach those people who are hurting and lost. And, and, and so that's where that, that, that came from. And I'm not going to lie, this post took a little while to write because... Um, like I say, I, like I've said before, I really do try very hard to to understand what I what I'm reading in the Bible, and so this came up from it. You know, the Pharisees were were the religious leaders of the church at the time. Were the pastors and and the and the preachers and the and the, and the priests and um, so I I suppose watching and hearing these stories of my trans brothers and sisters and, and gender non-conforming and uh, all the LGBT friends of mine that have been turned away from the church because of who they are and what they are um, really, really strove me to, to, to research this idea because that's not what we're called to do. That is mm-hmm. not at all what we're supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. And so the Pharisees were accused by Jesus of being show-offs and um, to just trying to look good for the people that are around them. And, and so I wrote in my blog about Sunday Christians, you know, the people that'll go to church on Sunday mornings and um, be all super spiritual while they're in the pews. But as soon as they're outside the door, they act like everybody else. And that is not what we're called to do. We're called to be an example and we're called to shine a light. And so it really hurts me to know that um, so many people are being turned away from the church and, and, and so many LGBT people have turned away from God and, 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 and their faith because of the way that they're treated. Mm-hmm. And I just, my heart breaks because of this. And it, it's just, it, it's, it's wrong. It's not the way we are. And, and I guess that's why I decided to write this. Um, I suppose when I write, I don't necessarily know what I'm writing until I'm done. Um, mm-hmm. so then I go back and I look at it, but, um, I just, I, I, with every post that I write, I'm trying to do some good. Mm-hmm. I'm not really writing for myself, although there are some things up there, you know, updates and things like that. But mm-hmm. my blog was made because to to kind of, as I'm studying things in the Bible, things come to me. And, and as I see something on Twitter and I'm like, ah, what does the Bible have to say about this? And so I go and write that. And so the Pharisees was a really big thing. And I don't think I'm done with that yet. I think there's mm-hmm. probably more I can say on that subject but mm-hmm. I haven't finished my studying, but I just it just really upsets me the way that people are treated. Yeah. And just because you don't necessarily agree with their lifestyle or who they are or how they identify doesn't mean that you have the right to say that they cannot come and worship or be part of your church because you are called to minister to the broken, oh, to the brokenhearted. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like uh, that feels like such a huge... Point because I think so often we see our identities getting in the way of being able to being able to have access to worship 
to churches, to mm-hmm. uh, faith communities. Uh, and that's like, that's heartbreaking. Like I know the impact that that has had on my life and, right. and the amount of work that we then have to do in order to carve out our own space mm-hmm. to be able to worship. I'd, I'd be curious in thinking about that. Like, how would you say? And this this may be a repeat of another question. So if it feels like it is, like, just say. But like, how in that worshiping, in having to now kind of fight for your place in the church, how would you say that that has changed your relationship with the church, with God, or has it? Well, as far as my relationship with God, I believe it's only actually made it stronger. Because I've had to rely on him more than I've had to rely on, or I've been able to rely on um, members of the church. Mm. Um, and, and let me preface this first by saying that I really don't blame um, Christians or other Christians for their attitudes and beliefs because I was raised in that environment myself. Right. So I understand that. However, I believe that it's 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 2017, and and we have a calling. And we're supposed to reach out to everyone, and, and we're, we're not supposed to be so insular anymore. Where we are made to go out, and so yes, it has it has affected my my relationship with with the church. And and I'm not going to lie, for for a couple of years, I was I was um, I was bitter and hurt and broken because they're not seeing me. They're seeing their they're 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 putting their perceptions of what I am onto me. Mm-hmm. And therefore, they're being the gatekeepers to God. And that veil was torn when Jesus died on the cross. There is no gatekeeper anymore. Yeah, They don't have the right to keep me from Jesus. And so I believe that's what made me so strong in my own faith is because I realized that, okay, I don't need these people. I'll find mm-hmm. somebody who accepts me and I'll go there. But for now, I'm going to, to, to worship and, and to read my Bible and to have church of my own because I don't need the condemnation because there is no longer condemnation in Christ Jesus. Yeah. I think to close, like for churches and for people in churches who are wanting to make their faith communities safer places for trans people, Mm -hmm. what are some ways that they can do that? Like, what do you look for in a church that would be a place that you would want to worship in? The biggest thing is just acceptance, you know? And I've always said, you don't have to agree with me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not out to change every person's mind. That's mm-hmm. just not who I am. You mm-hmm. don't have to agree with me. But just say, you know what? I may not understand what's going on, but come on in. You're welcome here. Mm-hmm. Is, it goes a long way. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it would be, it'd be ludicrous to believe that you can change every person's mind. And, that, and, and, and I don't think that's fair either. It, right. You know, so the acceptance and the idea that, you know what, this is a safe space. We will allow everybody in because this is a place where we're all supposed to come together for one purpose. This is, there's no politics there. There's not supposed to be politics there. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be a way to, a way to, to communicate with other believers and a way, and a way to, 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 to learn about our father. And that is, should be the most important thing. So if a church wants to be, um, an open space and, and an, an accepting place, all they have to do is, is to realize that they don't have all the answers. They don't, mm. they don't know everything. And that's okay. Let, come on in. Welcome in. 
and, and let's, let's join together. And that, I think that's a big thing. That's such a beautiful position for churches to take, is that kind of, we may not know everything that's happening here, but let's figure this out together kind of thing. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, Megan, thank you so much for joining wow. me today. Like, yeah, it's been such a pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It's been, yeah. a, it's been an honor. Yeah. I appreciate it. You can find Megan's blog over at finallymegan.com. She's on Twitter at Storms May Come and on Instagram at The Storms May Come. Queerology is on Twitter at QueerologyPod or you can tweet me directly at Matthias Roberts. Uh, Queerology is produced with support from listeners just like you. Head over to MatthiasRoberts.com support to find out how you can help support Queerology. A really easy way to do that is by leaving a review. I've made that easy. Just head to MatthiasRoberts.com review. Or you can do it in iTunes. Just open up the app, leave a quick review. As always, I'd love to hear from you. If you have ideas about who you'd like to see on the podcast, or just want to say hi, reach out to me over on my website. I look forward to hearing from you. Hope you all have a great week. And until next week, bye! When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.